Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord, church. Feels good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I don't know about you, but I'm excited that it's officially Christmas season. We get to celebrate Jesus' birth. Very exciting, very exciting. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But now no one can be mad, for, mad at me for listening to Christmas music. So that's pretty exciting for me. Uh, my scripture today comes from Isaiah 9 and verse 2. I'll give you a moment to get there. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2. It says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. And before we get into the word this morning, let's go before the Lord in prayer one more time. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to be in your presence this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak to my church family, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, speak to our minds, and speak to our hearts, Jesus, today. Open the windows of heaven, Jesus. Pour out your spirit in this place. We give you all the glory and the honor and praise. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. For a few minutes today, I'd like to bring a message to you entitled, Keepers of the Light. You may be seated. Me and my family went on a mini vacation a while back. We went up to Lake Erie and we went to... Uh, South Bass Island and Kelly's Island. It's an, in an area called Marblehead on the shore. There was this really beautiful lighthouse. It's actually pictured right there. It was a beautiful lighthouse with a beautiful view of the lake. And you were able to get right down to the lake and sit by the rocks. We went to this area twice just because it was so beautiful. And we got to sit there and we just relaxed. We listened to the waves and we watched the boats going by, and we waved to the boaters as they went by. But we really enjoyed that. We really liked to spend time right there, at the, right there at the water. And while we were on this mini vacation, we learned about different lighthouse keepers and how long they stayed in their position. Some stayed for a long time, passing it from father to son and so on, but some stayed for only a very short amount of time. They were keepers of the light. They protected others by shining that light. And they guided others by shining that light. Lighthouses are there to steer people in the right direction. There, I'm sorry, there's an old song about a lighthouse. And some of the lyrics are, and I thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to him. Jesus is the lighthouse and from the rocks of sin. He has shown the light around me so that I might clearly see if it wasn't for the lighthouse, where would this ship be? We all know that Jesus is that true light. He is that true light. In John, we read where John the Baptist was called to preach about the coming of that true light, that true light that will turn the hearts of men. But Jesus, he gave some insight of who would be used to share and reflect that light. Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. 
nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Are we really being the light that he expects us to be, that he mandates us to be? Is the light that we project the light of Jesus, is it showing brightly or is it growing dim? I want God to reveal that to us today. There was an article in National Geographic about a lighthouse offshore of North Carolina. Near the outer banks of the continental shelf lies one of the most dangerous stretches of ocean in the world. Over the past 400 years, there have been more than 300 ships that have sunk in this small area. It has become known as the graveyard of the Atlantic. What makes this area so dangerous, though? What's wrong with it? This pro the problem of this area is a 14-mile stretch of sandbar that is constantly shifting called Diamond Shoals. Recognizing the danger in this area and the need to warn ships at sea of the sandbar, the U.S. government constructed a lighthouse on Cape Hatteras in 1870. By day, the navigators could tell where they were, by the, how, where they were on the coast by the unique paint pattern and design of the lighthouse. And by night, they could tell which lighthouse it was by the frequency of the flash. The Cape Hatteras Lighthouse is the biggest lighthouse in the United States. It's 208 feet tall, roughly 12 stories high, with 48-inch thick walls. 1.25 million bricks were used in its construction, and the internal cast iron staircase to reach the top has 248 steps. It's, it's pretty tall. I don't know if you got that. <laughs> it's really tall. It's the only lighthouse in the world that is painted in black and white stripes. Its purpose? To save lives. Does that purpose sound familiar to you guys today? It should. It should sound very familiar. The church's purpose is very similar to the purpose of a lighthouse. The world is dark. The world is dangerous. People are sailing through very dangerous waters, and the enemy puts stumbling blocks and sandbars in the paths of the people. Just like those shifting sandbars off the, this area off of North Carolina, life shifts in unexplainable ways. One minute we can feel like we're on top of the world, we are on top of the mountain, but suddenly we hit a snag. It might be sickness, it might be loss of a job, it could be loss of a family member, it could be trouble in the home, it could be whatever, whatever it might be. The enemy's purpose is to steal your victory, to steal your joy, to destroy you and to sink your ship. But thank God for the lighthouse. Thank God for the lighthouse in this dangerous world. Thank God for that lighthouse that says, you know what? I can tell you where you are. I can direct you to safety. Thank God for that lighthouse. Thank God. And God has put a lighthouse in the darkness of this community so it can project light into the darkest of times. Our purpose is the same as that lighthouse our purpose is to project that light of the gospel. 
to save souls from being destroyed on the rocks or the shifting sandbars of life. Now, this might sound a little controversial. Not, not, it might, it will, it will sound controversial, controversial, however you say that word. But our purpose is not giving shelter to the homeless. Our purpose is to not give food to the hungry. We're improving the situations in third world countries. We're saving whales. We're saving the rainforest. Yes, we can help those who are hurting in that way. We can do that. But it's not our purpose. Some might be called to that specific thing, but it's not our true purpose. It is not the mandate of the Bible. Our purpose is to not just have fellowship with one another or to come together for times of praise and worship. That's not it. Jesus told us in 1 Timothy that the soul is more important than the body. 1 Timothy 4, 8 says, For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. Matthew 6, 19 through 23, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. If you have doubt about this, then ask yourself this. Who is better off, a poor man in heaven or a rich man in hell? Matthew 16, 26, it says, For what profit is to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? We can say, I know you're hurting down here. But let me tell you about a place where you won't hurt anymore. Let me tell you about a place where you won't thirst anymore. Where you can walk on streets of gold. Where you can see the heavenly host singing praises to God. Let me tell you about a place. Let me tell you about a place. Our purpose, our purpose is to send out the light to send out the light and rescue those who are hurting. We send out the light through missions. We preach the gospel. We are fishers of men, but we are not like any kind of fishing that you can see down here. We cannot be satisfied with the number of people we bring into this church. It's not about the numbers. I will say that. But there are so many people who need to know Christ there are so many people who need to know, so we should never be satisfied with, you know what, I brought someone last week, I don't need to bring someone this week. We should be bringing people in this church to hear this gospel, to hear about this light that shines, about this Savior that died for them. Oh, Jesus. We need to always expect greater and greater things and praying for a greater move of the Holy Ghost.
light in that lighthouse off the shore of North Carolina is extremely powerful because of its use of prisms that can focus the light. And the mirrors that are part of it, the mirrors that reflect, make it to a central point, that beam of light that gets projected into the darkness. Originally, it was a whale oil that burned. And then it produced a light, but then it was a gas vapor. And then electricity was invented, and several thousand watt bulbs were installed. And suddenly the light was so much brighter and could be seen for miles across the sea. But hear me, church, today. We got to be brighter. We have to let the light shine, the brightest of all. We have to let Jesus shine through us. Revelation 22 and 16, I Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. This gospel is called the light. It's called the good news. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. And two, verse later, two verses later, in verse 6, it says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2.9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. If the light is to continue to shine and do its job, there needs to be a lighthouse keeper. And what do they do? Their job is to keep the light burning at all costs. Their job is to keep it burning. They have to clean, they have to maintain, they have to repair it. And if the flame burned low or the lenses and mirrors were dirty, they had to go to work because lives depended on them performing their duties. The first keeper of the lighthouse at Cape Hatteras was Adam Gaskins. He was on duty 24 hours a day, seven days a week, for 365 days a year and earned $333 per year and a place to live. Due to his hard work and those who followed him, the lighthouse burned for 129 years, 47,000 nights without fail. These men and women who kept the light burning were called keepers of the light. Church, we are keepers of the light. We are keepers of the light. And as this world grows darker and darker and gets closer to the shores of that judgment day, oh, Jesus, there has never been a greater need for the gospel to shine. There has never been a greater need than today. There are souls in the balance who will surely sink if we do not let our faith shine. If we do not let 
our light shine. I know that sounds like a song we used to sing when we were kids, but we have to let our light shine. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There came a time when the Cape Hatteras Lighthouse was in danger. The constant wave action of the sea had eroded the shore to the point that many feared the lighthouse would collapse into the waters. Originally, it was 1,500 feet from shore, but now the water was within 150 feet. The decision was made to save the lighthouse by moving it 2,900 feet southwest and 1,600 feet inland. In 1999, it was in all the papers. The International Chimney Corporation of Brooklyn, New York, did the moving. Their slogan is, if you can build it, we can move it, if you have enough money. The U.S. government spent $12.5 million moving the lighthouse. They jacked it up and built railroad, railroad tracks to the new location, People from miles around came around and camped out to watch them move the lighthouse. After a few days, though, most of the people had left. And they were gone because at a rate of only two to three feet per day, they got bored and they left. And it looked like the house wasn't moving at all. But when they moved the lighthouse, something happened. They changed its purpose. Now it's a park and a museum where people go to admire it and enjoy it and learn, but it doesn't save anyone anymore. We cannot let this place become a museum. We cannot let this place become a museum where we observe worship Or where we observe and move the spirit and say, that was nice. No. We are not here to be passive. We are not here to be entertained. We are here to connect with a God. An all-powerful God. The master and creator of this universe. Oh, la Oh, Jesus, Jesus. We are here to connect with him. With him. If you could stand with me. I thought I had more here. I'm moving fast because I'm just happy to be in the presence of the Lord. All up and down the coast east and west, we, we find yacht clubs. It's a pretty common thing for the up and up and the fancy people to gather and socialize and race boats and I don't know what happens at a yacht club. But they started as rescue stations. They started as a rescue station, but now they're used for socialization. They're a place for the rich and powerful to congregate and have fun. Those yacht clubs aren't being used for their purpose anymore. As the church, we cannot forget our purpose. 
we cannot forget that purpose. And we cannot get to a place where we no longer provide the guiding light of this gospel. We cannot become a museum. Oh, Jesus. Even though they moved the lighthouse at Cape Hatteras, the original problem still exists. Diamond Shoals is still the 14-mile shifting sandbar off the coast. That area is still called the graveyard of the Atlantic. Church, we can't afford to let the light of the gospel die. Jesus is the only hope that this world has. There is no other light that can shine, that can save. There is no other person who could be keeper of the light. And Jesus called you and I to be keepers of that light. We are called to be those keepers. We are called to be the witnesses of his love, of his mercy, and of his grace. We have to tell the world about this Savior because, you know, Jesus is our only hope. With the way this world is changing in really horrible ways, Jesus is our only hope. So today, let's agree, one mind, one accord, to never lose sight of that purpose. To never lose sight, to keep our eyes on the mission, to let that light shine. So before we go today, these altars are open. There are socially distanced marks, and if you don't want to come to the front, please step out of your pew and someone will come and pray with you. But let's go before the Lord in prayer today. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. God, I want to be that light. Oh, Jesus, 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 you have told us to be keepers of this light. You have told us to go into all the world.